Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. 833 Got Tony. That is the number 833 468 8669. The Chuck Grassley letter <laughs> to the Democrats is, is a joy to behold. And here's why. Because it's not even a, a question about where you are on the confirmation of Kavanaugh. It's the idea that Grassley stood up for himself. It's, it's important that Chuck Grassley said, you know what? What you're doing, Democrats, is ugly as sin is flat out wrong and 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 no we can't live like this we can't do this 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 politics of destruction that you guys are are what uh, becoming uh, experts in it's it's really uh it's really something else that that he says that he discusses in uh the the letter and i want to i want to share it because because it's the first time I can I can identify. And you know, I shouldn't say the first time. How about one of the few times? Maybe that's better. Yeah, one of the few times I can identify the idea that one of these guys stood up for themselves. That they've said, you know what? Listen, Democratic Party, you're 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 daft. You're out of your heads. You're 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 crazed. So he he writes to Feinstein. Uh, and and he he also wrote to uh, the entirety of of the of the Democratic Party. But let me give you this one to Feinstein that he wrote from September nineteenth. I am writing to request that you provide me a copy of the letter dated July thirtieth, twenty eighteen, that you received from Christine Blasey Ford, containing allegations of sexual assault against Judge Brett Kavanaugh. Now, I thought she had gotten the letter much earlier than that. I thought she got the letter much earlier than that. She had the letter for a month. I thought she had it for three months. She had the letter for a month. Still, she didn't bring it up with Kavanaugh in her private meetings. That that cannot be, like, overstated enough. That here she is. She's the ranking Democrat on the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee. She's got serious, serious power. And she has this letter that Christine Blasey Ford writes claiming that when they were teenagers, Brett Kavanaugh tried to force himself on her, take off her clothes. And Feinstein does nothing with it. Nothing with it. That in and of itself should tell you what she thought of it. Just as clear as, as day. She didn't bring it up. She only she only has it brought up like right before the committee's going to vote Kavanaugh out of committee, and then the Senate would have well would have voted today. They were supposed to vote today on, on on Kavanaugh. And and he continues. My staff has made repeated requests for this document, which has become a significant piece of evidence in Judge Kavanaugh's confirmation process. But your staff has so far refused refused to provide a copy of the letter. You are able to share this unredacted copy with all the members of your caucus and their staff, as well as anyone else you choose. The only version we have this letter is a red- of this letter is a redacted version contained in the supplemental FBI background investigation file. 
that only senators and a handful of very select staff are authorized to read. He continues, sexual assault allegations deserve serious attention, and those who make such allegations must be heard. They should not be deployed strategically for political gain. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, just get me a cigarette. This is so good. It's a, The part that constantly stuns me about this is that finally somebody stands up for themselves, speaks honestly and, 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 and freely, and it's, it's a relief. It's a relief. That's how rarely it happens. And he continues, uh, uh, you received this letter approximately seven weeks ago, but the contents of the letter were leaked only last week when it appeared the Senate was about to confirm Judge Kavanaugh. There were numerous opportunities to raise the serious allegations made in the letter during the course of the nomination process. They could have been raised in your closed-door meeting with Judge Kavanaugh on August 20th. She had the letter, therefore, for three weeks before meeting with Kavanaugh. Sixty-four other senators also met with Judge Kavanaugh prior to his confirmation hearing. They could have asked Judge Kavanaugh about the allegations if you had shared the letter. Your staff could have raised these allegations during routine background investigations. And he goes on and on and on. He continues, you said that you didn't raise Dr. Ford's allegations because you wanted to protect her anonymity. But these allegations could have been raised to me or to Judge Kavanaugh while protecting her anonymity. In order to prepare for Monday's hearing and discussions, any discussions with Dr. Ford that occur before then, I must review the unredacted letter that Dr. Ford sent to you. I ask that you send me a copy of the original unredacted letter immediately. So Ford won't come and Feinstein won't share the letter. Why shouldn't America think this is wholly political? Right? Why not? Why shouldn't America just say, oh, yeah, it's a bunch of crap? Or, or, or call it worse than that, right? Why shouldn't they say, you know what? We ain't buying any of it. We think that the Democratic Party is full of crap. We think that uh, uh, Kamala Harris, or Kamala Harris, I think is how you pronounce it, of California is full of crap. We think that Dianne Feinstein's full of crap. We think that Cory Booker's full of crap. We think Dick Durbin's full of crap. We think Maisie Hirono uh, is, is nasty and full of crap. But she ba- Maisie Hirono, the senator from Hawaii, basically called all men rapists. Don't think, don't think I'm joking about that. You, you heard it, right? You tell me what she's saying right here. In this country, and the men in this committee, and many of them, believe me, because we all signed on to this letter to uh, demand an FBI investigation, but really, guess who's perpetuating all of these kinds of actions? It's the men in this country, and I just want to say to the men in this country, just shut up and step up. Do the right thing for a change. Okay, you can see I How is she not? She she has absolutely decided that uh that that Kavanaugh's guilty, that uh, uh she should be believed no matter what, absolutely guilty, and that all men are equally as guilty. So all men are rapists? All men are are, are sexual abusers? What are, we, what are we trying to say it nicely here? This is what Maisie Hirono said. Nice message to the to the boys and, and young men of Hawaii. Nice nice message. Some somebody running against her better remember this uh, come campaign time. That, that that's all I'm saying. Somebody may want to remember this. Right, all of them. 
Uh, this 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 whole story isn't about you know someone who was possibly abused because I have said from the beginning they don't give a damn about Christine For- uh, Blasey Ford they they don't care about her at all they care about the politics of it the release this is what America sees and and I they they think it's kind of ugly they think it's kind of ugly I think that this is going to create a huge problem for the Democratic apparatchik yeah a massive problem. You guys are so political that you're willing to take a woman who has a claim of abuse and say, hey, hey, no, no, just just stay quiet. We'll use it when we need it. When you are advantageous to us, we will use it. Uh, thank you very much. Who was the woman um, who, uh, in, the, in the Bush days, Cindy Sheehan. So remember Cindy Sheehan, uh, Gold Star uh, mom, Uh, was very unhappy with uh, the war in Iraq and wanted to meet with Bush and would camp uh, outside the ranch there in in Texas, Crawford. uh, And, and, uh, oh, she was a a media darling and and a a, a media celeb until the media didn't need her anymore. And then they were like, all right, who are you? They were like, forget you. We don't need you anymore. Goodbye. You haven't heard her name. She didn't matter They didn't actually care. What they cared about was being able to utilize her as the prop to move forward the things they wanted to move forward on. That was the interest. That was the goal. Well, the same thing is true of Christine Blasey Ford. They don't give a damn. They don't give a damn. A hot, holy damn. If they cared at all about people being abused, you know who they'd be listening to right now? Juanita Broderick. That's who they'd be listening to right now who claims that Bill Clinton raped her. Well, I think the Me Too organization is for liberal women or liberal men that have been uh, uh, sexually assaulted. I don't think it includes the Clinton victims at all. I don't think they want us in that. Me Too may help some people, but it certainly uh, has no advantage for me. Oh, absolutely true. And this is the horror of what's happened because I have no issue with people speaking out when they're being abused, when power is being abused, these issues. I'm, I'm in a better society when that doesn't happen. I think we all are. But if, if this is the case where we could take an allegation that not only is not corroborated, right, because sometimes that might be difficult, but in and of itself has its own holes, its own issues, its own problems right she doesn't remember the day she doesn't remember who was there there's a discrepancy of how many people were in the room there's a whole thing now where there's this girl who uh, with this woman who went to school with with ford and claims that oh the school had been talking about it for days ford's own words were that she never brought it up to anybody she never said a word about it well how did the school talk about it for days so it just leads to these more and more issues where people are like okay i'm not buying i'm not buying Right? People out there actually being hurt and actually being abused have a tougher time because of stuff like this. The story in itself has its own issues, but if Me Too is meant only as a cudgel to use against political opponents, oh, it's an accusation. We have to believe it. Sorry, you don't get to be a Supreme Court nominee. Too bad. Bye bye. Whoa. Then the Me Too movement, if that's the case, the Me Too movement has no value. The Me Too movement is a violent tool. And if that's what it is, at least we should all know it now. By the way, I think they should confirm Brett Kavanaugh.
Grassley has said, listen, you 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 say to us by Friday that you're going to meet with us on Monday, we're going to vote to confirm. We're going to have the vote at least, and they should, and they should have the vote. If if Ms. Ford, or Dr. Ford doesn't want to show up, she doesn't have to show up. That's her choice, but she said she would. Then her lawyer said she wouldn't, only if there was an FBI investigation, basically, to their liking. That's 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 not that, that's that's not how this works. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Not at all. But Grassley's letter is is and he's got two of them, is is a nice step forward calling people out for what they're doing, which is all, all politics. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, 833-GOT-TONY. That is the number, 833-468-8669. Best story to come out of Congress ever. Clay Higgins. I don't know who Clay Higgins is at all. Do you know who Clay Higgins is? He's from the 3rd District of Louisiana, don't you know? All right, so maybe there's a reason I didn't know who Clay Higgins is. But Clay Higgins, my new hero, my spirit animal, if, if I may, Clay Higgins has an idea, an absolutely spectacular and brilliant idea, because he has noticed that in Congress, he has observed some behavior, quote, that would cause one to wonder. Elected and officials in Washington, D.C., he says, should be subject to the same kind of random drug screenings that blue-collar working-class Americans have to endure, and he believes that House and Senate members should be randomly tested for drugs. I love the living crap out of that more than anything I have seen in forever. I adore that story. I say I adore. There we go. Much better. I hate it when things don't work. Oh, he's totally right. He's totally right. Uh, you, you you work for the NFL. You're always going in a cup. You work at a at a at a plant. You're going in a cup. Radio, you, you actually, you never go in a cup in a radio because if, if you did, nobody would work in radio. Now, radio is not what it used to be. As everybody tells me, radio back in the day, dude, that was a drug fest. Like, not even open secret, just like in the open. Stories of blow and stuff like that and drinking and everything. I have not, I have not seen that. I... I <laughs> In, 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 my, in my four plus years in Indianapolis, I, I have not seen it at all. And, and I'm very, very, uh, uh, very upset by that. He says Congress shouldn't get to live by a different set of rules. This effort is about maintaining accountability and ensuring sober service to we the people. I'm sorry. I think it's great. I think it's great. And I would love to know who couldn't pass. Think about all the people might not pass now the question is what happens to them is it just that we know it so we know it for the next election would it would it force them to resign would it would would they be able to get into some kind of counseling and now are we paying for the counseling there's a downside to legislation people but knowing whether or not these people are high i love it
Overheard. Here's Brian. The tension between President Trump and Attorney General Jeff Sessions continues as we edge closer to what many analysts believe will be the inevitable firing of the original AG. On Wednesday, reporters attempted to get the president on the record with a soundbite about Mr. Sessions that would be outrageous enough to fuel the anti-Trump, oh my God, who have we elected? Don't worry, your friends in the media are here to protect you and powder your bum narrative. I'm disappointed in the Attorney General for numerous reasons, but we have an Attorney General. I'm disappointed in the Attorney General for many reasons, and you understand that. The president went on to praise Justice Kavanaugh and implied that any further investigation into his background by the FBI would be a wasted effort. Well, the FBI has been very involved with respect to Justice Kavanaugh. They know Justice Kavanaugh very well. They've investigated him, I guess, six times, and they've investigated him for this hearing. Look, if she shows up and makes a credible showing... That'll be very interesting, and we'll have to make a decision. But I can only say this. He is such an outstanding man. Very hard for me to imagine that anything happens. As to whether he feels anything for Kavanaugh's accuser? Well, I'd have to see what she has to say. Uh, I've given her a lot of time. The Senate has given her a lot of time. We continue to give her a lot of time. We've held up the whole hearing. What I don't like is that Senator Feinstein had this, applica- had this letter for a period of like three months from July, maybe even before that, but from July. Why didn't Senator Feinstein bring this up at her meeting with Judge Kavanaugh? Why didn't the Democrats, they knew about the letter because she was showing it to Democrats. Why did they wait till everything was finished and then bring it up? That doesn't look good. Meanwhile, former CIA director, MSNBC contributor, and obvious lunatic John Brennan has called on FBI Director Christopher Wray, Director of National Intelligence Dan Coats, and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein to push back on any directive from the White House that may have a negative impact on the Mueller investigation. If they really believe that this is going to have serious uh, impact on our national security, law enforcement, and judicial process, they have an obligation since they took took an oath of office to the Constitution of the United States, not to Mr. Trump, to uphold their responsibilities and their agency and department's uh, authorities. I'm Brian Baker. Have a great day. I love it when John Brennan all of a sudden is is, is worried about people doing uh, the, the, the right thing, standing up for the Constitution. I'm sorry. John Brennan was, was a, a political hack as director of the CIA. He lied to the Senate. He doesn't get to sit there and, and, and wax patriotic. Of all the people to lose their security clearance, John Brennan, former CIA director, hot damn, he should have lost his security clearance. Oh, a reminder to all the hardworking men and women uh, in America and in the intelligence agencies, you signed a, you, you gave your oath to the Constitution, not to Mr. Trump. Donald Trump wants to declassify 20 pages of the Carter Page FISA warrant and text messages. He's the president of the United States. He can declassify Anything he chooses. No, 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 Tony. That's 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 other presidents. Not this president. No, 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 no. Not this president. He he doesn't get those rights. The president gets to decide immigration policy. Oh, not this president. We sue him in Hawaii. We sue him uh, in 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 Minnesota. The president gets to decide what kind of ice cream he gets. Nonsense. He gets sherbet. No ice cream at all. Who wants sherbet? Nobody really wants sherbet, and we want to call it sherbet. How dare you call it sherbet like an animal? You know there's no R at the end, right? You know there's no R. It's, 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 uh, 
It's S H E R B E T. Sherbet. Not Sherbert. The way it should be. Sherbet. It's just a sin. It is just an absolute sin. I, I tell you, I, I wanted to get to the story about the stamps because it has to do with the story about absentee voting and why millennials don't absentee vote. There was a focus group, Fairfax County, so we're talking about Virginia. They found that college students who got an absentee ballot did not send it in. They didn't send in the absentee ballot because they didn't have a stamp and they didn't know where to get a stamp. As a matter of fact, getting a stamp, too much of a hassle. So they didn't mail in their absentee ballots. They didn't vote because it was too much of a hassle to go to a post office or a supermarket. Oh, by the way, they don't even like going to supermarkets. I think everyone's using delivery services now. Too much of a hassle to go to stamps.com or whatever else you can do. That's remarkable. You give up your right to vote because I don't want to go lick the stamp and drop it. It's a great story. The, the upside to that story is less millennials are voting. Which has got to be good for all of us, right? Right. Uh, Nick Searcy, uh, the movie Gosnell movie and NPR trying to block the advertising. That's coming up next. What, what did you do? You went to college? You schmuck. And the winner is bourbon glasses and cigar cutters. That's that's what people want. That's the Tony Katz swag people want. Uh, we're live streaming, of course, uh, Facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. The people have spoken. Bourbon, rocks, glasses, and cigar cutters. That's That that might happen. Welcome, everybody. Tony Katz, great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. And, and we should note that the challenge is still out there. Sell me on socialism. I, we've got the rise of, of uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. We've got, of course, Bernie Sanders. We've got um, more and more progressives, right? Beto O'Rourke, uh, right? And then you've got in Georgia, oh, what is, what is her name? Um, running against Brian, Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams in, in Georgia. Come on. It's, it's all the rage. It's all like the, the, the hot hotness. So sell me on it. I want someone to sell me on it. I want someone to explain to me the policies and how they're going to work. And then I want them just to answer my questions. And I'll ask so nice. I will ask so nice and so lovey-dovey my questions uh, about how they're going to institute the socialism. Right? I mean, I just, I, I've just... I promise it'll be sweet. It'll be it'll be loving. It'll be kind. 
I'm, I just, I just have, I just have questions, and I want to know how it's going to work. Because what they want to tell me is that their socialism is better than Hugo Chavez's Nicolas Maduro's socialism. They'll do it better than Venezuela, where you know you eat pigeons and donkeys. And then, of course, if you want meat or sugar, you better be okay with selling your daughter to the military. Well, what I want to know, and by the way, that is happening. I, I want to know how they're going to not have that. How are we going to avoid that? So I've just, I have questions. I want someone to sell me. You can't just say to me, trust me. I mean, come on, that's not fair. You don't trust me. And I want you to be able to live your life without government in your way. I don't want you to be bothered at all. You want to bother the living crap out of me. You want to spend your days, nights, and weekends bothering me all up in my business. You know? So so don't don't ask me to just trust you. That's that's not that is not fair. That's not fair. I, I need I need a little bit more than that. So sell me on socialism. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. Uh, there is a group of Democrats pushing a petition to try and keep Nancy Pelosi from being Speaker of the House. Please be true. This, according to Atlantic Magazine, is reported by Fox News. Ten anti-Pelosi Democrats signing a letter addressed to the caucus chair, Joe Crowley, seeking to change the rules on how a Democratic candidate for Speaker of the House is elected. Now, Joe Crowley is the one who lost to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in New York. You You realize how big of a deal that was. He's the number four Democrat, right? It would be it would be Nancy Pelosi. It would be Steny Hoyer. It would be not John Conyers. It's not, is, wait, is it John Con- No, Elijah Cummings. I think Elijah Cummings is third. And then Joe Crowley is fourth. That is, and, and that they're, they're working it, that is amazing. Now, one of the craziest rules about being Speaker of the House is as follows. This, is, this to me, is, is the best in the world. You do not have to be a member of Congress to be the Speaker of the House. It's true. Look it up. There's no rule anywhere that says you have to be a member of Congress to be the Speaker of the House. Ari, you could be the Speaker of the House. As I should be. No, 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 no. You could be. It doesn't mean you should be. I'd do great. (sighs) But yeah, there are no rules. No, anybody can be Speaker of the House. They could choose anybody uh, to to do this. But I get their their hesitation. I absolutely get their hesitation. And what I love more is Nancy Pelosi's insistence that she's the master negotiator. Now, what she is, and where people don't give her the credit, man, she could fundraise like a mother. In the end, it's all about the fundraising. It's the only thing that matters. You could talk about Paul Ryan being an ineffective speaker all you want. He didn't even want the gig. He took the gig. Nobody else wanted the damn gig. You know what he's been able to do? Raise money. He's been good at it. And already, though, I mean, because he's retiring, you're, you're, you're hearing about the challenges, right? Jim Jordan is going to jump in. I assume Steve Scalise is going to jump in. The truth is I would be fine with either of those guys as Speaker of the House. I really and, and, and truly would. Um, I'm not sure who else is going to really get into the mix. I, I mean, yeah, Trey Gowdy isn't going to be around anymore. Um, what other Republican in the House is going to? Yeah, I think I think those two would actually be an interesting battle. 
So Kevin McCarthy, right? So he's the House Majority Leader right now out of California. Um, when I met him, when he was here in studio, I liked him more than I liked his policies in terms of his, his the way he pushes. I don't know if he can out-tough those two. I don't know what his fundraising prowess is compared to them. I assume Scalise is more of the savvy operator than Jim Jordan, who wants to be the bulldog. And I think that if Jordan were to, let's say, for example, throw support to Scalise, uh, Jordan is going to be able to have his pick of the things that he wants to do. And I wouldn't mind that at all. But yeah, the push to get Pelosi out, she doesn't understand how unpopular she is. And I do think that that Republicans do look at it and say, man, it is great. It is absolutely terrific that she keeps considering herself so incredibly important. It's better for us we get to campaign against her. And that's a win for us because she is so absolutely polarizing. Yeah, I think... I think uh, I think that's the case. Um, by the way, uh, speaking of Democrats who are polarizing, Beto O'Rourke, uh, this just, this was yesterday. Beto O'Rourke, the guy that uh, Texas running against Ted Cruz, told a, a black American, he, w- he was questioned, I wonder if I can, oh, I wonder if I can get to this quick enough. Um, let me, let me, let me see. Uh, Webb. Thank you, Webb. Uh, as you know, black Americans require the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. So it's 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 a black man asking a question uh, of of Beto, and the question is: granting citizenship and American paid benefits to illegal aliens who violate our country to come here, who fly their flags, their foreign flags here, who have citizenship in their countries, and whose families absolutely did not build this country, while black people are suffering the things that you explained before. You can answer yes or no, please. That's a brilliant question. Why do we do so much for people who come into the country from other countries or come in illegally when uh, there are black Americans here and we seem to overlook them? Good question. Good question. Thank you for the question. Thank you for the question. And he answers the question, does Beto O'Rourke, by saying that they that the illegals are needed for the cotton gin that's as the story is 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 written man um as i mentioned going to high school in roscoe i also went to the cotton gin in roscoe and at that cotton gin there are 24 jobs and the manager says the wages don't matter because it's the immigrants who take the jobs holy crap